and welcome back to Between Sermons, where we are continuing the conversation from Sunday's message. Uh, and uh, if you do want to check out what we were teaching on at our church on Sunday, uh, the, the link is in the show notes. Uh, but what we're going to do today is kind of walk through what our founding pastors taught on uh, and really try and give it just the, the real world application. Okay, It's one thing to hear a, a preacher on a stage tell you what you should be doing. What does it actually look like in practice? And to, to help us do that today, uh, we have Ari on the show. Happy. Welcome to uh, Between Sermons, Ari. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Ari has been serving at the church for how many years now? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so about six, but been okay. on staff for four. Yeah. So Awesome. Yeah. And uh, you do HR, so you're keeping <laughs> all of our, our staff in line and uh, productive, yes. functional. Yes. Uh, and then uh, you also, uh, you run your own business on the side. Absolutely. Uh, you are, uh, so help me, is it purely weddings or is it all events? All events. Okay. All events. Um, but 2020 took me into weddings. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's been a boom of weddings so far. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've, I've been uh, able to celebrate with you a few times when yeah. uh, you got you got some notoriety with your uh, your wedding planning. Yes, for sure. Won some awards, got into a fellowship with one of the leading publications for weddings and events. So, yeah, pretty cool. That pretty is cool awesome. Stuff. I love it. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, so it, it's actually kind of funny, too, because we're going to be talking today about purpose and, mm -hmm. and serving. And what does that look like? How do you how do you walk in purpose? Yeah. And actually, the first real like conversation I ever had with your husband uh, was while he was serving at a soccer camp we yes. put on. And so it was like my first introduction to him was I, it was actually before you guys were married. Mm -hmm. You were just dating. And um, it was just I, the, the heart to serve is just all over your family, which I think yes. is just super cool. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're going to jump in. Before we do, though, we're in a series called uh, At the Movies. And uh, with that, uh, we're looking at some of the, the modern storytelling from Hollywood. Mm -hmm. What does a movie mean to you? Like, what, what is that experience? Is that is that like thrill ride, like love it? Or mm -hmm. is that like, eh, you know, if my husband wants to go to the movies, we'll go. But... Where, where, where do you land? Oh, we love movies. We okay. go uh, about twice a month just to see rent, like different movies. Okay. Um, he loves action. I love comedy and romance. Of course. So we try, <laughs> we try to get a mix of both. Okay. Um, but we also both love like historical, like fiction movies. So Indiana Jones or. Um, just different movies that walk yeah. through like some real historical stuff but also have a fictional component to it so that was the last movie we saw okay. we hated it and loved it at the same time <laughs> i haven't seen it so no spoilers okay. uh, but i've heard kind of the same thing it was yeah. kind of awful but yeah. uh, there's moments of it that you're like hey, it's indiana jones yes so we love movies um i just think that there's something about telling a story and being able to see how characters walk through the world and solve their problems and come out okay most times yeah so you like a happy ending yeah i do i do um sad endings always just ruin it <laughs> for much. me yeah <laughs> because so, you don't watch movies to be sad you watch them to thank you step I, I outside it. of yourself and the, the people that love when they say drama is their their favorite genre of movie or tv show i'm like man there's enough drama in my life <laughs> i i need something that does not parallel my my tuesday afternoon now i love dramas oh. but 
only because it's not my drama. <laughs> so my life is pretty yeah. peaceful. So I can watch other people's drama and pray for them. I'm like, man, that's so sad. Yeah. Okay, I can pray for that. So, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so who gets to pick what movie you're going to see? Um, typically I let him pick okay. because he is grumpy. And so if he has to sit through something that he doesn't like, he's going to be grumpy about it. And I'm going to hear it throughout the whole movie. Like, oh, come on, this is stupid or something like that. So. Are you going to be in hot water when he hears this, uh, this podcast? No, no he'll be all right. He, he'll he be, knows it's true. He knows it's true. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, so Sunday's message, we really did talk about, uh, purpose and just, just really, discovering what it is that, that God has put you on this earth. A movie that we used was uh, A Man Called Otto. Mm -hmm. Never had heard of it before until we got into sermon planning, and it was on our recommended list. Uh, have you seen it? I have not. Okay. I have not. So, so. We, we both need to leave here and go watch, and watch, it. watch yeah. A Man Called Otto. Because uh, the clips that they played on Sunday were hilarious. I loved it. It yeah. was a little bit too much parallel between Marisol and my wife's soul. <laughs> Uh, it was it was kind of like watching my own life uh, uh, unfold, yeah. and uh, the Tom Hanks is uh, grumpy old man. I, I could see some similarities to myself too, and it was like, oh wow, it's it's the two of us on the screen. Oh, that's cute. I yeah, love it was that. a lot of fun. But so we're gonna jump in. They had five points. Mm -hmm. uh, what I would love to do, we're just gonna kind of list out those points and then just kind of talk through what's been your experience, like uh, you know, in not in theory, but in practice. Mm -hmm. uh, and so their first point was uh, that you have to take the first step. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious, what was, what was your first step into, you know, and maybe that's in the, the church world side of things, mm -hmm. maybe that's in your event planning side of things, or maybe even something different, but what was the first step that you took where you're like, you know what, I think this is what God wants for my life? Man, so I have two examples. Okay. Um, so on the church side, I was working in corporate before I got here, but I was still serving in life groups. Um, even just getting to serving in life groups was a feat. Um, just coming in, not knowing where I fit, um, being new to the church. Mm -hmm. And so how the Lord led me to uh, Thrive, which is our young adult group, yep. and starting to serve there, seeing a, a need being um, needed mm -hmm. to fill well to be filled and so serving there I um, was already still working but I was coming here on Tuesday nights to run the hospitality of Thrive so we had food we had uh, games that mm -hmm. type of thing and I was over the hospitality point and I remember um, saying to God like I'm ready to move on from corporate it's just not for me like playing the game is not yeah. where I am. I want to serve you. And so I felt like the Holy Spirit said, okay, get ready. And literally that night, it was it was a Tuesday, so that was about 5.30. Thrive started at 7 o'clock. I was talking to Carlton, and I was asking him how he was. Mm -hmm. And we were just getting to know each other at that point. But that was the first conversation where I saw him be vulnerable. I'm like, man have a need like you yeah. know we need communications and this and that I'm like okay this is interesting yeah. and that's my background and yep. so um I felt like the Lord was saying like this is where I want you to go and so from there we did the interview and got on staff but taking that first step to even yeah. put my hat my name in the um ring yeah. and just going forward with okay god to get ready here's an opportunity let me jump at it that's a yeah. way 
And I, yeah. I love that it, it um, you know, it really started with you just serving in a, in a totally different area, mm -hmm. still using clearly gifts. I mean, you were, you were doing hospitality. You're now an event planner. So yeah. it's like there's, there's a parallel there. Mm -hmm. You were using some passions. You were using some skill set that you had to serve. Uh, and it wasn't even the area that we ended up hiring you for. Yes. Uh, but a lot of times just that obedience in, in just taking that, that first step of really, it was that first step in saying, I'm going to help out on Tuesday nights at five 30. Yeah. Uh, and then Holy spirit moment, you get to take another little step mm -hmm. conversation with Carlton. You get to take another little step. Uh, and it just, it's kind of cool to see all of that walk out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the way God works. I feel like you know, I'm one of his favorites. So he gives me uh, opportunities just to be able to connect the dots of my life. Like I'm yeah. pouring out to him. I know I want to serve him. I know I want to do my best in everything that I do. And he typically gives me an opportunity to take that leap. Sometimes he'll have to force me into it depending on how scary it is for yeah. me but typically i see see the place to take the yeah. leap and i do it so. i love that you say you know connecting the dots because mm -hmm. like a, a lot of times when i'm when i'm teaching on purpose i, I talk about puzzle pieces mm -hmm. uh, and it's kind of the same concept it's like it's like you know sometimes this thing over here you don't see how it connects to this thing over there uh, but there is there is a connection yeah. and, and god's weaving it all together and uh, I don't know. It's, it's beautiful being able to look every 10 years, kind of look back and be like, man, that piece that I thought was like for the wrong puzzle uh, or that dot that was like way out in the left field. And now all of a sudden it's part of the center of the picture. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like God just over that time has just kind of moved things together. So it's, it's really cool to, to see. Yeah, man. Like I can look over my entire life and see like similar themes of hospitality and serving mm -hmm. and order and strategy. Yeah. And like all of those things come together and whatever I've done, whether it was um, leading teams in high school or going into college and leading organizations or working or internships or even being here and now running my own business so I can see all of those themes and I use those things all yeah. the time and it's really cool just to say hey I remember when I was 10 yeah. and this first popped up for me yep. and I've loved it and I'm 31 now and yeah. I still love it so yeah and and probably in high school you would have never looked at 31 and see where you are and be like yeah that's that's direct tra trajectory that I'm heading on yeah but it's like, yeah, I, I, this is where I am, and I can clearly see the path. Uh, yeah. But sometimes, you know, when you're when you're when you're at the beginning point, you don't necessarily see what's down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're faithful in taking those those steps, when you're faithful to say, okay, God, I'm going to use what you've given me. I'm going to I'm going to take this first step. And I'm going to take the one after that. I don't see the whole pathway, but I'm going to keep taking those steps. Uh, it's really cool to be able to see, you know, where you've come. Yeah. And where you end up for sure I love it um, even just with wedding planning and events like the story of how I got here is fabulous to me because <laughs> when I was younger my mom and my aunt they were serving in our wedding ministry at our old church okay. and so I was you know obviously their little sidekick yeah. and so I got to be a part of people's wedding days and like coordinating on the front end of that and I absolutely loved it but I didn't think that was a career path for me I right. really thought I was going to be a lawyer okay <laughs> all right so um Going into high school, I was taking an entrepreneurship class and we had to write business plans. And so at the time, my mom and my aunt, they were considering going into business for weddings. And so I wrote the business plan for them. 
I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's a it's a project. I have to do it anyway. Let me write the business plan for my mom and my aunt and, you know, they'll do with it what they want. Fast forward um, all throughout college, I did events and then sitting at my desk in grad school, I was listening to a sermon and I was locked into um, prayer and just like really focusing in on what the Lord had to say. And I heard him whisper the name of my business. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. And so I started writing exactly what he said to me. And he told me to go back to that business plan that I wrote in 2010 and that was 2016 so I went back and it was exactly what he said and so looking at it it's like man you knew all along where I would end up even though I couldn't see it I thought I was doing it for someone else but it was really for me so that's really awesome yeah uh, and it's it's cool to see you know the faithfulness in taking those steps Mm -hmm. uh and even just doing something for someone else that turns around and it actually ended up being the thing you were doing for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I love how God will do things like that, you know, and I hear so many stories that are similar to that where it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I I got into this because somebody needed help and Mm -hmm. I was just, I was helping them. And then I realized in the process that like, this was the thing that I was supposed to be doing. It's cool. It's awesome. God is awesome. All right. So point number two was to look for your something, Mm -hmm. uh, that we all have a something that it's, it's the thing that, that wakes us up in the morning. It's, it's the thing that gives us energy. It's the thing that we just, we know we're supposed to be doing. Uh, so what's your something? And how did you find it? Um, My something is putting things in order. I love that. Putting things in order. That has always been my thing. Um, Even as a kid, like my mom couldn't tell me to do chores without me saying, okay, let me go get my notepad. I'm going to write this out and I need to check it off when I finish it. And so that has been a theme throughout my life. Um, It is something that does wake me up in in the morning because Mm -hmm. I know that in order to do what God is calling me to do, I have to do things in order. Um, And when they are, they are out of order that's when I start to feel bad but then yeah, yeah. it's also a point where I can try to figure it out yep. and so it gets my wheels turning I love problem solving yep. and they're typically around things that are out of order so that's yeah. my something for sure yeah I think there's a there's a danger in the two of us that uh we are very similar in that mm-hmm. so that's how I would have articulated mine like uh you know I, I love that you have phrasing for it mm-hmm. that you put things in order uh, because a lot of people would have said, well, I'm a, a planner or I'm a, an event coordinator. No, no, no. I put things in order. What I love about that is you can take that out of the church world. You can take that out of the corporate. You can take that anywhere. Mm-hmm. And in any field, people need things to be put into order. Yeah. Uh, the way I would have said it for my own life is uh, I solve problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, if I don't have a problem to solve, I'm great. I'm cranky. I'm, I'm bored. I'm, you know, I get easily distracted Yeah. when I have a problem to solve. It's like, man, some people, they see a problem and it shuts them down. For me, I see a problem. I get excited. Yeah. It's like, okay, how can we fix this? How can we solve it? Yeah. You know, I used to use the language of like, I'm a problem solver, but I found myself getting too far into problem solving to where I felt like I was the person who needed to fix it all the time. And so I I got into the savior complex of like, hey, I'm trying to fix this. And it ended up pretty bad in terms of, you know, relationships or whatever I was trying to fix at the moment. And so pulling back from that, I was able to see, oh, no, I just really like order. I really like to see things 
in working order and the way that they're intended to be. And that's not always necessarily problem solving, but at the same time, you can solve problems by putting things that are out of order yep. in order. Most so. most problems can be solved by just putting things in order. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's also why I always tell people I'm, I'm horrible for counseling. Like you don't want me as your counselor because I'm just going to, I'm going to find the thing that's broken and tell you mm. to fix it. Like it just, I'm just going to be very blunt. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I love that, that whole process of just putting things in order. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. For people that are listening right now that maybe haven't figured out what their something is, what advice would you have for them? I mean, you're, you're somebody that you've been walking in your something since you were like 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, you know, how do, how do you help other people find their something? Yeah, I would say for, for me, okay, so going back to putting things in order, I do an evaluation of myself often. Um, and so what that looks like for me is asking the questions of who am I? Mm-hmm. Where where am I? What is it that I'm doing right now that is impacting others? And um, looking at those questions, the answers to those questions, mm-hmm. and trying to piece it together of like, hey, the, there's a common theme through these things is where I, I typically find my something yep. of like, hey, okay, that makes sense. Like it shows up what your something is always shows up in what you're doing and who you are. And so I would just say like looking at those things, trying to do that self-evaluation and reflection and saying, let me start from the basics. Who am I? What is, where, where am I rooted? What's my identity? What am I doing? Okay. Is that, you know, ministry work? Is that serving? Is that whatever it is? And then going in seeing how that connects okay yeah, they, maybe yeah. there's a gifting there or there's a strategy or a skill set there yep. and that typically helps for you to come into what your something is yeah yeah i, I love it the, the way we articulate it uh at clc especially in in the growth track mm-hmm. process is we talk about shape yeah uh and it's not original to us we stole it from uh i, I can't even remember who we stole it from but <laughs> um might have been Rick Warren. Uh, I think it is a Rick Warren thing. Uh, but your shape is your spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. uh, your heart, your abilities, your passions, and your experiences. Yeah. Uh, and so how God has shaped you, those things kind of lead you to what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of people will uh, go to Growth Track and we give them a spiritual gifts test and a personality profile. Because of those five things, it's the only two you can't self-identify easily. Yeah. Um, you need somebody else to run you through a personality profile to say, okay, this is how you're wired. And, and once you see it, you're like, oh, yeah. But it's not something you're just sitting around going, this is this is how I'm wired. Yeah. Um, and then your spiritual gifts, like you, once you take the test, you're like, oh, I've seen how that shows up in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. But those are the two of the five that, that most people don't just know naturally. Um, we've we've got to help them find it. But the problem there is that sometimes because that's the test we're giving people or that's what we're showing people, they think that the personality profile and the spiritual gifts test will tell people where they're supposed to serve mm-hmm. or what it is that what their something is. And it's really not um, the, the spiritual gifts test and the personality profile really help people understand how they're supposed to serve in an area, not necessarily where, mm-hmm. uh, because the reality is the spiritual gifts that God has given the body of Christ are useful everywhere yeah i mean you could be you know a janitor and the gift of healing can show up and you're using it on you know on the job we've got a guy uh, at clc that's a painter and man the the amount of prophecy and miracles and healing that he walks in as a painter Mm -hmm. like nobody would have looked at that spiritual gift makeup and say you should be a painter uh but it's just when you 
figure out what that personality profile is and what that spiritual gift says. It helps you understand how you could be serving in these areas. But it's really the other three. It's the heart, uh, it's the ability, and it's the experiences that show us uh, what our something is. Yeah. What's the thing that God wired us for, what he shaped us for. Uh, and so for you, you've got this heart and this passion for order, for putting things together in the, in the right structure. There, there's an excitement there. Mm-hmm. You've got experience from being in high school, uh, being a kid, working with your mom and your aunt. You've got this experience in, in wedding planning. So now you've got your heart and you've got your experience. And on top of that, I think we can say this w- without uh, batting an eye, like you have ability yeah. in this. <laughs> like you are good at it. Uh, and and clearly winning awards and and getting these opportunities like the the blessing that you've brought to CLC we mm-hmm. see it and so you've taken a heart uh, an experience and an ability and it's led you to your something yeah uh, and so for people listening they need to identify those things th- those three things okay so w- what's your experiences like the the good and the negative mm-hmm. you know we we've talked with people before that had some horrible experience in their life but it led them into a, a career path or something. There, there's people that had traumatic childhood that then f- said, you know what, I don't want any child to go through what I went through. And now they're using that experience tied in with this passion and this ability to now be uh, you know, a counselor for children uh, or to, to be an advocate or you know, they're, they're taking that, that negative experience and they're turning it into a positive. Uh, but we can also take the positive experiences, the, the cool things that have happened and say, yeah. hey, this is where this ties in. Uh, and so I, I love helping people identify how they're shaped. Yeah, that's so important. And I think even when you're finding your something, being okay with having multiple somethings is yeah. also a thing. Because for me, coming in um, to adulthood, I felt like I only needed one thing, yeah. right? And so I love weddings and I love events, but I also love strategy and leadership and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And even just in my life working in a church but also doing weddings and events the two separate places and so I have some things in both areas and it took me a while to figure out that's okay to not just have one thing and it's actually helpful to not just have one thing because you get to use the fullness of who God made you to be in multiple areas and it doesn't have to look like one thing absolutely I love that yeah yeah I I think uh, I think most people will discover that they've got more than one thing Mm Uh, and if, if you go broad picture, you know, you can see how all of your multiple things really yeah. tie into to one thing. You know, for you, it's putting things in order. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see that in, in both avenues. But how you apply that, uh, you've got your church world application. Mm-hmm. You've got your secular world application. You probably have applications for that in your marriage. Yes. Uh, you've got applications <laughs> for that in your friendships. Like, it's just... Uh, when you've identified your something or your multiple somethings, uh, man, it just it, – it makes every day – uh, more exciting makes every day you know a, a day worth living mm-hmm. uh, and for me that's there's nothing better than just knowing what your something is knowing mm-hmm. that God put me on this earth for a reason it's it's the the Mark Twain quote that we use a lot uh, two most important days of your life the day you're born the day you find out why mm-hmm. uh, and being able to walk in that purpose walk in that okay this is the something that God has for me um, I think is awesome yeah it's pretty cool yeah. all right number three see the needs of others uh, that man, that can be that can be my area of struggle uh, sometimes. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I get busy, and I get busy, and and it's kind of the dangers that you even alluded to with the whole problem solver people. Yeah. Um, that I get so focused on the problem, I miss the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so 
how have how have you kind of gone through that? I mean, uh, as you know, full time employee at the church, running your own business. Uh, I'm sure busy is a common phrase yes. uh, in your life. Uh, <laughs> so, how in the busyness, how do you still see people and the needs? Oh man, I had to um, come to terms that God made me a resource, okay. and that can be scary right when you are a person that can feel needs and solve the problems of others it can be draining and it can be scary and so um coming to terms with the fact that god has made me to have resources and give resources to people i often have to um just come into alignment with that but also stop to say okay well i might there may be a practical need but what is a spiritual need that i yeah. can help fulfill in this person so it could be in a conversation of you're saying one thing but that's not actually what you need yeah. and so deciphering that has been um helpful to get to the root of what it is and even that order thing of like okay well all of this is out of order but there's one missing piece to it and yeah. so like helping to find that missing piece yeah. and so I, I think that that has been um, a way that I help people and feel the needs of others but also just making sure one of, one of my favorite things to say is um, communication is the highest form of like care. And so when you are communicating with people, you have to be present, you yeah. have to show up and you need to be authentic. And typically when you are doing those things in communication, you get to know people, you get to see where what they need and where they are. And whether that's prayer or something else, you can provide the resource for them. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm curious, have you ever felt uh, Holy Spirit moments where it's like uh, you weren't necessarily looking for it, but the Holy Spirit kind of gave you a nudge? I'm, I'm specifically curious because, you know, church world is, is you know, it's church yeah. world. Uh, but I think most people listening to this, they, they're not working for a church. Uh, but have you ever had those moments? You're, you're working with a, a, a bride, uh, you're working on the wedding, and it's just like the Holy Spirit's like, hold on. Like there, there's something that needs to, to happen here. Have you ever walked in that? Oh man, I have the best story about that with yes, one of my brides. <laughs> and actually they ended up being members of CLC. So it's super nice. cool. Um, so I typically don't um, divulge that I work right. for a church or work in HR when I'm with my clients. Just, I like to keep them yeah. separate. Um, but this particular bride throughout the entire process of planning her wedding I just kept feeling like I needed to pray for her whenever we interacted and so that was always our thing of like let's pray but on her wedding day I was um so we were coordinating the wedding and it was time for her to walk down the aisle and I, I stopped we were just in the room it was just us two I stopped and I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to tell her that her dad was super proud of her and he had just passed like four months before and so um, I stopped and I turned around and I said I don't want to make you cry but I just really feel the need to tell you that your dad is super proud of you and he's here in spirit today and so she um, of course teared up because she needed that yeah. especially walking down the aisle by herself yeah. um, 
but it, it just changed her whole mood and I could see how much that meant to her and that was exactly what she needed in the moment and so um, we talked about that even after she walked down the aisle throughout the night and like we just hugged and I prayed for her at the end of the night and she ended up calling me like months later just to say hey I, I just need to tell you that that really impacted me. Okay. And so it was really cool. And even just after that, seeing her in church, like we know that we have that moment yeah. together, but also it just comes full circle of like, man, now I know why you were able to do that. Like you show up and you have this relationship with God and it can help in any situation. So it was yeah. really good. I love yeah. it. And that's, to me, that's just, that's the, that's the key to being a believer mm -hmm. and walking in your something and, and, and being aware of, of the world around you is we've got the Holy Spirit that can, that can say, slow down, mm -hmm. uh, pay attention, uh, that can give you that nudge that just says, look, this, this may sound weird or this may, yes. I don't know if, know if this makes sense, but I just really feel right now that I'm supposed to do this thing. Yeah. Um, and so often that really just is the, it's the tipping point. Mm -hmm. uh, it really changes things. And so just walking in that i don't know just obedience to the holy spirit just that walking in that okay yes i've got a job to do yes i'm i'm focused on the thing yes i'm busy with all this stuff but if we ever get too busy to hear the the holy spirit then we've got a major problem that we need to fix in our lives yes for yeah, sure it's, it's and it helps every single time like that's not the only story but anytime we um, operate in that gifting me and my mom and whoever's helping like we always pray we always ask the Holy Spirit yes. to show us where we can help people and so it might not be the couple but it may be someone in their family or something like that and so it, it just always helps and we have so many stories yeah. of where God has used us in that moment to feel a need um and it, it just goes beyond the the wedding planning and what yeah. we do, but who we are. So, yeah. 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 So I start off this question by talking about how this is kind of an area of weakness for me. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, my personality profile, everything like I'm very detail oriented. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm very focused on the task. Uh, and so I miss the people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've actually uh, I've had to create systems for my own life in order to, you know, because a pastor that doesn't pay attention to people is not a very good pastor. <laughs> uh, and so I've, I've had to create some systems in my own life. And I've actually taught one of them to, uh, to our church on several occasions, but mm -hmm. we call it the, the C, mm -hmm. uh, S-E-E. -E. So stop, examine, and engage. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's kind of the, the practice that I had to get into of, okay, if I'm going to really see the needs of others, because we see um, so many times in Scripture where it says that Jesus saw the crowd or he saw the man or he saw the woman and he felt compassion for them but before the compassion came he had to actually see them okay and so when we're busy we got to stop mm -hmm. we got we got to slow down enough to pray to to listen to the holy spirit to say okay uh you know there's a great book by uh bill hybels years ago called walk across the room mm -hmm. uh and there's so many times where i'm i'm literally like moving as quickly as i can without sprinting through the church and that book title will just pop in my head and I'm like, okay, slow down. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's a fire that you're trying to go put out. There's a problem you're trying to solve. Yes. But stop and just walk through the room because there's people that are looking for you. There's people that are needing you. There's people that if you just look at them long enough, you'll see written all over their face. Mm -hmm. They need somebody to talk to. Yeah. Uh, but if we good. are just rushing, if we don't take the time to stop, then we got a, we had a problem there. Uh, and then the examination, because I'm analytical, because I'm a problem solver, uh, analyzing things just comes second nature. Uh, and so... 
but I have to actually stop first or else I won't put into practice the thing that I'm actually good at. Yeah. Uh, and so you got to stop. You got to examine. Uh, and so sometimes we look at just the surface level. Uh, but you, if you pay attention to body language, if you pay attention to facial expressions, if you pay attention to, okay, who's, who's where, and if that person is a little bit pulled away from the rest of the group, okay, wh- what is going on? What do you, how do you examine their situation? Uh, and then for me, ultimately it comes down to you have to engage. Because uh, even in the examination process, y- you'll see uh, a limit. Like mm-hmm. you'll, you'll see something. But until you actually engage in a conversation, until you actually start talking to somebody, you don't know the full story. Yeah. You know, you may know the the circumstances, you may know the result, but you don't know what the cause was. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, it's teaching people how to stop, examine and engage uh, helps me in the busyness, in the rushing to get things done to actually, OK, God, what what's going on in this person's life and how can yeah. I how can I help? Man, that's really good. And I think um you can even apply that to yourself before you even get uh-huh. to the people part yeah, yeah. because I, I feel like we're best when we have an overflow of where God has filled us up and he has given us what we need. And so being able to first stop examine and all of that for yeah. yourself can yeah, help yeah. you get to the people part. So I love it. That's, yeah. that's, that's perfect. Yeah. All right. Number four, uh, don't think you have to do it by yourself. Uh, and so we didn't really talk about this yet, but uh, not only do you work with HR here, or you are HR, I shouldn't <laughs> say you work with, um, you also work with our life group system, which yes. uh, for anybody listening that's not a member of CLC, that's just our small group system. Uh, and so, you know, we, we've got a, a value here at CLC that we do life together. Uh, we're constantly telling people don't do life alone. Uh, and so I feel like this point is right up your alley uh, as our life group coordinator. So what, what does this look like when we tell people you don't have to do this by yourself? When, Okay, so you've, you've identified your something. Mm-hmm. You've, you've taken your first step into this thing. You're, you're seeing the needs of others. Um, how do you not feel overwhelmed with? Uh, solitude or that you know now I have to be the problem solver and nobody else can help I have to do this myself how do you break out of that cycle and and learn that yes God equipped you Mm -hmm. to do something but he's also brought other people alongside yeah and that can be really hard for problem solvers like when you feel like you have to be the one it can be really hard to admit that you also need something or that you even have problems that need to be solved and so um, again going back to that evaluation of yourself um, and being okay with saying I actually need help with this like I'm not perfect I'm not the only problem solver in the room there are other people with similar giftings as well and so being able to say I need help has been life-changing for me (laughs) Um, and so being able to Um, do that but also needing community and needing connection is another part of that and so leadership can get really lonely problem solving can get really lonely um, or just even when you are the person that is doing everything it can it can get lonely and so being able to have connection have family have friends or even other people who are in similar spaces with you um, just to be able to have a sounding board or accountability like that is super important so I do have that in several spaces I have it at home with my husband and with my um, parents and my aunt we have a really tight-knit circle but I also have friends outside of church and inside of church and so that really helps me to stay pretty level 
Yeah. Yeah. What I love too is just this idea that um, we can accomplish more together. Mm-hmm. Like as as awesome as I may think I am at solving a problem, man, if I can get a couple other people involved yeah. in the process, we can we can do more and we can do it faster. Okay. Uh, and so just recognizing that there's it's so much easier and it's so much better. It's so much more rewarding when you're doing these things with other people. Mm-hmm. So like uh, this this past weekend we had our serve day, uh, which is a national day where churches all over the country are, are just going out to serve the community. Uh, we went to another local church uh, in the area, um, and it was my family and uh, maybe three or four other families that just showed up, and uh, we pulled weeds for like three hours, mm. uh, which <laughs> that was exhausting. Uh, it was tiring, but we're laughing and we're smiling and we're because we're doing it together. Yeah. Uh, and anytime you can you can serve and you can use the giftings that God's given you. Right. Remember, we, we talked about that shape and you're mm-hmm. using your abilities and your experience, but you're doing it with other people. And it just it lightens the load. It, it makes it more enjoyable. Uh, and I feel like I get most burned out when I'm in solitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it, it doesn't the work doesn't matter. The intensity of the work doesn't matter. It's if I'm doing it alone, I'll burn out way faster than what I'm doing with other people. Yeah, that's that's really good. And I love that. And even outside of like so you may be in a space where um, people can't help you or people can't go along for the journey even just having someone to have perspective different perspective is also helpful so a lot of times like my friends or my family they can't actually help me solve the problem but having different perspective and being able to say hey I need advice or I need something else outside of myself I think I'm right majority of the time but there's there's other perspective that can help me correct that and so that's having that that sounding board yeah where it's even if it's you know it's a situation where it's like i know that i have to do this thing alone Mm -hmm. but i'm going to involve some other people in the process just just for that sounding board just say hey here's what's going on here's what i'm planning to do what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. can you be praying for me Mm -hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day you may have to walk that journey alone uh, but that doesn't mean you have to walk it alone. Yeah. Like it, there, you can involve other people in the process. Uh, I think that's awesome. Yes. It's really cool. All right. Last one. Recognize you have things to do. Ugh. Yeah. That, that <laughs> one, when I, when I heard them say that, I was like, well, yeah, I got so many things to do. Yeah. Uh, but I love what they brought in was they brought in Ephesians 2.10, uh, which is, is one of my favorites. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to kind of uh, abbreviate it. Uh, but it's got three parts to it. Uh, it says that we need to, and this was the message paraphrase, uh, but we need to join him in his work. So God has a work um, and, and we need to join him mm-hmm. in doing his work. I think sometimes we get so, so preoccupied with my thing and I want to do this and this is what, what I want to accomplish. Uh, but when God places us on this earth, the purpose that we have to fulfill, it's, it's his work. Uh, and when we can recognize this isn't my man, that was the most freeing moment for me as a pastor mm-hmm. uh, when I realized this isn't my church and it's never going to be my church. Yeah, it's his. Uh, this is his work. Uh, mm-hmm. And what's freeing about that is even in the pressures and in the stresses of it, you can say, look, it's not about me. And, and whether this thing succeeds or fails or, or grows or shrinks or whatever happened, like it's his and as long as i'm being obedient to him mm-hmm. uh it's going to be okay yeah. uh, and so it's it's we got to join him in his work uh second part of it is it's work that he's prepared for us uh and and what i love about that is the the forethought it's the intentionality that he had before you were even born 
he had a work set aside for you to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and so our job, and we've kind of already talked about this a bunch, is we got to figure out what it is he's prepared for us, mm -hmm. right? Instead of just going off and doing our own thing, uh, we want to find out, well, okay, what's the thing that you've prepared for me uh, so that I can I can be obedient to that? Uh, and then it ends with uh, work you had better be doing. And I just, <laughs> man, the, 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 the paraphrase there, I love just how in your face this is, like, like, I almost feel like my mom pointing at me like, you better, like, I gave you a, a chore list. <laughs> you better be doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of the way I want to live life is, okay, I know that there is a work that he has prepared for me that, mm -hmm. that I need to be doing. It's not mm -hmm. enough. Uh, Pastor Jerry and Pastor Chris talked about it on Sunday. Like, so many people will learn what their spiritual gift is or they'll learn what their uh, personality profile is. And then it's like, great, I got this information. I'm never going to do anything with it. Yeah. Uh, but the whole point of it is you got to do something with it. So when you're looking at this, recognize that you have things to do. What are your thoughts? Because my, my first reaction was I got way too many things to do. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, like even scripture says to whom much is given, much is required. But also mm -hmm. even the second part of that to whom much is entrusted, yep. much is required. And so just looking at that and knowing that you know you can ask god for you know clarity on your purpose you can ask him for direction and what are these things that you're supposed to be doing but knowing that when he does reveal them to you you actually have to show up <laughs> you, gotta get, <laughs> you get can't moving. yeah you can't hide from it and so yeah. being comfortable with that also knowing that like because he has planned these things for you he has given you the capacity and when you are feeling burnt out it's probably because you're not doing what you're actually supposed to be doing yep. and so submitting that list back to God to say hey are these things on my list even the right things to be doing yeah. am and I still doing your work or yeah. am I starting doing my work yeah, because even when you're operating in your give, sometimes people will see that and want to use what you have, yeah. but it might not be the time for that or it might be too much. And so yeah. just making sure that you're staying within your capacity level yeah. and that sometimes means setting boundaries around what That's you're good. doing. Like you can serve, but sometimes you need to rest too. Yeah. And so what does that mean for you? Um, and so I, I think those are the things that I rely on the most um just to know that okay god said i need to do this so i need to show up yeah. and then also making sure i'm checking my capacity level so that i don't get burnt out and i'm looking at god like hey you said i need to do this and now i feel bad like what's going on and it's really not even him it's me yeah. taking on too yeah. much so because yeah, he says my burden is easy my my yoke is light yeah and sometimes we make it harder than it should be yeah. uh, we add weights to ourselves mm -hmm. uh, no i think that's that's beautiful yeah all right so we're, we're going to wrap things up last last 10 percent. Okay? okay so what advice do you have as ari what do you have for somebody that's saying okay i want i want to walk in purpose i'm not sure what my 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 something is i'm not sure what the work is that i'm supposed to be doing or, or maybe i've i've figured those things out uh, but i'm really not sure how to take that first step what's what's mm -hmm. kind of your closing thoughts for for people that that need to be walking in purpose that maybe aren't right now Okay. Uh, man, that's a good one. I would say you're probably already work, walking in purpose. You just don't know how, you don't have the language for it Ooh, or you don't know good. how to like identify yeah. it. And so I would say just, just stop 
be still and really evaluate. And I know that's hard to do sometimes to sit with yourself and even sit still long enough for God to say something to you about who you are and who he's called you to be. If you're not hearing him, you can also go to the Bible and there's a ton of ways that you can figure out your identity there. Like he's laid it out perfectly for us. And so just read some of those promises and like what he's made us to be that can help you also identify it. Um, But once you've found it, knowing that, yes, I need to work in purpose um, and I need to do what God has required me to do but also I'm st- I still have other things to do and that means to enjoy life to walk in peace and joy and loving others and you can't always be just um, task focused or task mm-hmm. oriented and so stopping to yeah. really enjoy life living life while still working in purpose yeah. that's super important and I think if you can do those things, you'll be fine. Yeah. Go see a movie, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. It, I think I, I would even add to that. Um, if you're not sure, talk to people. Yeah. Like, I, I love that you start off by saying, you know, you already know this, the thing that you're good at. You already know that you're probably already walking in purpose. You're just not recognizing mm-hmm. You don't have language for it. Well, I think a lot of times when we start talking with other people about it, uh, that's when kind of the light bulb moment happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just this past weekend, I was talking to a friend and uh, he was just, he was being an encourager. And I was just like, man, you're such an encourager. And he's like, man, you're like the third person that said that to me recently. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, is that, is there something there? Like, is that a good thing? I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yes, obviously it's a good thing. And so we got to have a, a great conversation that I think he's tapping into his purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard sometimes because, you know, I don't know that anybody wakes up in the morning and says, my purpose today is to be an encourager. <laughs> uh, but man, it is such a valuable asset to to any organization, to to anything that, that God is doing. I mean, when, when you can just be an encourager to the random person at the gas station or the grocery store or at the restaurant or, or wherever in your neighborhood at, yeah. at your office, like just tapping into like God has clearly wired him in, in a specific way mm-hmm. that he wasn't necessarily recognizing. Yeah, uh, he needed somebody from the outside to say, "Hey, this is the thing that God has put in your life for a reason. Tap yeah. into it, walk in it." That's really good, and I mean, just not being afraid to ask the people around you because I feel like yeah. sometimes you can be afraid yeah. to like step outside of yourself and say, "Hey, who do you think I am?" or like, "What gifts yeah. do you see in me?" But being able to do that with people that you trust, which yes. that's the main yeah. thing. You have to trust them enough yeah. to. Um, get their perspective because you don't want to be um (laughs) just critical of what they're saying to you or rejecting it and you've asked for it in in the first place so being in a place to be able to accept what they say um but also you need to trust them but I love what you were saying about the being an encourager because you know like we have these like words that kind of define us or we Mm -hmm. feel like they define us but I feel like sometimes as people we can get so caught up in oh I'm an encourager so I have to be doing this all the time and making it like our sole focus or our sole identity when that's really not what God called us to do yes you are those things but what you do with them it'll be infused into the essence of like who you are is infused into what you're doing so just knowing like you can separate (laughs) sometimes and and learning those those moments when it's like okay Clearly, God is wanting me to yeah. tap into this thing mm-hmm. right now. So I'm, I'm walking into this situation. I need to be the encourager. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm walking into this situation. I need to be the problem solver. 
um, you know, but but the wiring that God has for you and being able to be confident in that to say, okay, this is this is the moment. Holy Spirit, how do you want me to respond? Because there's there's times, and you you learn this lesson getting getting married, right? Uh, at least on the guy's perspective. So Ola would probably have a better understanding <laughs> of this. But there are times when my wife will come to me, and I'm a problem solver, so she comes to me with a problem, and my instinct is to solve the problem, but she's not looking for that, uh, and so I have to learn how to shut up. Uh, and listen mm-hmm. and offer sympathy and and uh, uh, an empathetic ear and not say, okay, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, we can solve this problem mm-hmm. and just say, I'm so sorry. Like learning how to do that. And, and it's been great practice for me as a, as a husband, but I've, I've, I'm learning how to use that in, in other relationships and other moments where it's like, okay, God, what am I here for right now? Uh, am I here to solve the problem? Am I here to pray? Am I here to listen? What am I here to, am I here to encourage? What, what am I here to do right here in this moment? And the more we can just be obedient to the Holy Spirit in those moments, I think the, the better we'll be doing. Man, that's so good. I, I definitely feel like Ola can agree to what <laughs> you said and that, man, but knowing what you're supposed to be in the moment yeah. helps. And so for me, yeah. because I'm the problem solver, I'm always trying to fix it. Yep. He's like, no, I didn't need that. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we're just having a conversation. Okay, like that's nice. Okay, now I can yeah. pray for you or step outside of myself yep. to do it. So that's yep. super important. Very cool. Yeah. I should have asked this earlier, but um, so as we're wrapping up, um, if somebody's looking to uh, plan a wedding or <laughs> another event, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So um, on social media, we're um, at amonet.events. So it's A M O N E T dot events with an S. And so that's the way you can find us. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. Well, Ari, thanks for hanging out. This is a great Thank conversation. You. We'll Super cool. have to have you back on the show another time. Thank you. Awesome. All right, guys, that's it for us. Enjoy your week and we'll see you next time.